Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Come on, come on. God is so good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You guys can be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise Lord. If uh, can you guys just turn me up just a little bit? I got I got a hearing problem. Yes, thank you. I got a hearing problem. Well, you guys, welcome. If you guys don't know who we are, I am Pastor John R. Butcher Sr. And I'm Pastor Kaya. And we are the Butchers. I don't know if we even put it up there. You guys, this is Sunday, and we just wanted to celebrate today of, like, our old coffee date Sundays. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like one of those things. If you guys don't know about we our Sunday. We water today, though. What's that? Yeah, we don't have coffee. Yeah, we just got water. But, you know, you, you understand. You guys don't need me no more coffee caffeinated than I already am, though. Yes, for real. But anyway, um, I know it's the Super Bowl. You guys, any Philly fans? No, nobody cares. Dang it. Nobody cares. A couple, y'all? Nobody cares. Oh, no, you didn't. Mm. Nobody cares. Well, what about Kansas City? We got some Kansas City fans in here. I feel like she switched. I feel like she was a 49er fan before, and now today she's an Eagles fan. What happened? I thought you was with us. <laughs> Praise God. Well, you know what? Who cares? I mean, no one cares. Who cares about the Super Bowl today? No one cares. No one cares. We ain't in it. I'm no one salty. Cares, I am no salty. Cares, Jackie. No one cares. Me, Dallas fans, and whoever else, we all sitting we on care. the couch. And with the Raiders. Passing the popcorn. That's all we're doing today. We don't care. So God bless you, Kansas City and Philly. Good luck. Who cares? Nobody cares. So what we decided to do today is just talk about Valentine's Day. How about that? Let's 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 talk about love. Well, Pastor John is a huge history buff, so he likes to talk about history stuff. Yes. So yes. let's give him that. Yeah, I'm going to give you guys some, some history about Valentine's Day, if you guys didn't know this already. But it's quick and it's fast and because I know, honestly, I love football, but I love my wife even more. Aww. But I'm going to talk about Valentine's Day, just real quick, real quick. So we're going to talk about Valentine's. What is Valentine's? Valentine, or St. Valentine, was this person that was born back in, uh, I think it was 250 years after Jesus. Okay. Uh, yeah, A.D., uh-huh. after death, uh-huh. yes. Well, he lived in Rome during the time of the reign of Claudius, I think his name was, it Claudius, Emperor Claudius. Claudius. Claude. <laughs> Claude. Anyway, some of y'all know the, the reference. Anyway, he banned, Claudius banned marriages back in those days. For what reason, I don't know why, but he banned marriages. He said it was legal, you can't do it. Yeah, so then what ends up happening is Valentine, he's like, "Uh uh-uh, I believe in marriage. I believe in the institution that God has ordained. And he says, I don't care what the the law says. I'm going to do what God says. And he went out and he started performing uh, ceremonies, marriage ceremonies. And as he was doing that, he would do it in secret. He's going and he'd do the vows real quiet and stuff like that. But then all of a sudden, one day, somebody came knocking on his door and the police came and got him, right? Somebody snitched, y'all. Somebody snitched on Valentine. So anyway, he gets, he gets locked up. They sentence him to death. It was just terrible. He yeah. sentenced him to death. All for the, the, the institution of marriage. Right. So then after that, after he does that, he's sitting in, sitting in a prison, and he begins to start writing letters to people. He's writing letters telling people, listen, hold on to your marriage. Hold on to marriage. God loves marriage. 
and he's telling everybody, and he's trying to encourage everybody to stay married, to can continue on in marriage. And then uh, after uh, he did all those things, he, eventually um, they sentenced him to death. And as he was sentenced to death, he wrote a letter to all his people and said, listen, he goes, listen, I love you, truly yours, Valentine. Watch this, very important. Love so he sends that. Mm-hmm. Then he goes on and says this. In February 14, 269 AD, that was the day that he died. And on that day is the day that we all celebrate Valentine's Day. You guys, you guys know that you are now more enriched with what I just showed you guys today. Amen. You're going to walk out of here smarter. Amen. We thank you for it. Thank, I yes. just know me. Yes. I, I love love. Anybody love love? Like, I love love. Like, my kids laugh at me. Like, if something comes on, around, uh, around on the Instagram reels or whatever, and it's like, you know, a guy doing something lovey-dovey for his wife or anything like that, or just anything that's, like, gushy and love. Like, how when the, the military guys come home and they surprise their kids, I just, like, I'm just, like, and I'm looking around in the house. I'm like, you guys, look at this. Look at this video. Look at this. And they're like, oh, here she comes. But I just love love. I just love it. I just love love. Um, and I, because all of us, we want to love. It's like we want to love. We want to give love. We want to be loved. But a lot of us, like a lot of times, we base love on a different kind of standard. And a lot of times we get disappointed in love mm. because a lot of times the root of what we think love is actually isn't love. It's something else. Well. And a lot of times we, we feel like we're walking in love or we're, that we're in love with someone, but we actually find out that we're misstepped. We're not actually mm. jiving with love. Anybody know who God said he is? For God is love. Man, if you ain't got God, if you ain't got Jesus, it's something else, right? It's an imitation. It's something else. It ain't love. And so a lot of times we come to, we're in love and we're in loving relationships. And a lot of times it falls short because we're actually finding out that we're not actually in love. Think about this. Many of us have a vision for our life. We have kids. We have a vision for our kids. Mm -hmm. We have finances. We have a vision for our finances. We have a a vision for our career. It's almost like, have you guys ever started a job? Okay, I used to work in uh, investments in San Francisco. Couldn't nobody tell me nothing, y'all. I used to have like a little briefcase. Nothing was in it. It doesn't matter. It was lips. It was like lip gloss. I didn't care. Did nobody know? So I'm, you know, I ride the ferry every morning. I was just like a business, business, business. Going to the investment firm. I'm in business. And I remember when I got the job. I don't know how I got it because I didn't have the qualifications of everybody else. But guess what? I looked the part. Couldn't nobody tell me nothing. Papa's over there laughing because he knows. He's like, why they hire you? I don't know, but I need a briefcase, Papa. I, we got we to gotta do this. I got so many stories, you guys. But the thing is, I had a vision. Yeah. Like, when I got that job, I was like, man, five years from now, it's going to be like this. Ten years from now, it's going to be like this. I had a vision of when I started that career. I'm like, dude, this is a life-changing uh, career. We all have vision. When we start something, we should have a vision. Well, a lot of times, think about it. What about the vision that we have for our marriage? Mm. How many of us actually have a vision for our marriage? But here's one even better. How many of us have God's vision for marriage? Do you know God has a vision for marriage? The same way that when he saved you, he had a vision. Mm. I'm going to go back to the scripture. The Bible says that Jesus said it was the joy that was set before him that allowed him to go through persecution, to allow him to go through the pain and the agony of shame or whatever it is. It was the joy that was set before him. You know what the joy was? It was the vision. 
It was you being united back to the Father. So the Lord has a vision for marriage because marriage, earthly marriage, is a reflection of the heavenly marriage that God has with us, his church. He has a vision for his marriage. And we have to take hold of what that vision is. For sure. And I mean, just like marriage itself, we always have a vision for each other. But just like Christ, he knew that there was some tough points in his life that he had to go through so he could see what he was going to have to die for. That's right. Amen. So, yeah. So with that, just before we go anywhere else, I want to digress this whole conversation. And we had some questions. People been asking us questions for a long time, and we're going to answer some of these questions. So there's some questions that we have, and we're going to go uh, question number one. Okay, what's question number one? What's question number one? Okay, Num- question number one is this. What did you think when you first saw him or her? What did I think? Okay, you want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Okay. You want me to say? Okay, okay. okay so I'm going to tell you what I said. Well, first of all, I didn't see her first. Yeah. She saw my picture. Okay. And... Um, I didn't see her picture. I met Kaya online. Yes, we met online, you guys. Fast yes. seatbelts. Shock faster, faster. Yeah, get ready, because it, it, during this time, you guys, this is over 20 years ago. It wasn't no eHarmony. There no was none, none of that. It was, it it was, was Instagram. It was something. Uh, black, black, pla- wasn't even black Planet or it was something like black that. Planet. Y'all don't know. Yeah. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know nothing Y'all don't, about yeah, it. Yeah, you don't know anything Y'all don't about know. It. Don't try to act like you know, because you don't. <laughs> so, so, Kaya, I, I, she saw me, but at the time, it was innocent. And as you guys know, I wasn't saved my whole life. I didn't grow up in church, yeah. all right? So do I have to tell the story? Oh my gosh. Do I need to tell, tell the story? story. No. So I saw his profile, y'all, and everything was just Jesus this, Jesus that. I love the Lord. I love Jesus. And you guys know it's almost like on Facebook when you go to that about section. Like if you don't change it, it's going to stay there forever, right? And so I clicked on the about section because I'm like, oh, he looks interesting. Oh, he's in the military. Oh, that's interesting. And I clicked on the about section and it said long range pimping. like what in the wolf among sheeps okay listen y'all now at this time I had decided to start me a nonprofit women's organization called wow women of the word right because I was like that's who I always was I'm like we're gonna start the women's movement and so I started this women's organization and what I was doing was hitting up people on black planet for donations for my nonprofit illegally women's organization which I had no legal filings on like no state filings I just decided I was a nonprofit. I didn't know you had to like file paperwork. I didn't know. But I'm hitting people up on Black Planet saying, hey, I have a a nonprofit women's organization. Would you like to make a donation? So I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, he loves Jesus. Because I found everybody's profile that loves Jesus. I'm like, if you love Jesus, you should support this this women's organization because we love Jesus too. And I go to his about section and it's long range pimping. LRP. So in my women's organization called Wow, Women of the Word. You remember that Rochelle? She was in it. Women, we had women who was um, sexually abused, uh, physically abused. We had like lots of different stories, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So here I am. I take on Warrior. I'm like, he is a wolf. He is trying to find women and bait them on black. I just decided. I decided all this. He is trying to bait women on Black Planet with his Jesus stuff, but he's actually a pimp. And I'm like, I must stop him. I must. So I literally took on like, I will stop him. I will. Yes. So I messaged him. She did. Yeah. And she was like, she said a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Gracefully. Yeah. 
And I said, oh, you look like a very nice pimp. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly. Yeah, that's why I said, I said, oh, well, you look like a very nice pimp. Now, mind you, mind you, now, mind you, the picture that's up there, I'm sitting on a stool with one foot up, down like this, and I had, I had a hat on, and I was sitting there like. Yeah. So the LRPs, long range pimping, and um, I was shocked because at this time, I find I give my life to Christ. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make my profile to reflect Christ. But then down at the bottom, it said long-range pimping. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> then she, that's what she said. I nah, you. I said, nah. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you for telling me this, blah, 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 blah. And that's what I first encountered her. Yeah. But then later on, maybe a couple of months later, is when I said, you know what? Can you send me a picture? Because I didn't know what she looked like. She knew what I looked like, but... Yeah. So finally, she sent me a picture. I sent my best picture. She sure did. I'm going to send my best picture. The I'm whole like, profile. Y'all know, some of y'all ladies. You see, from top to bottom. Right. Shoes, I can see the shoes all the way. Yeah, right there. That, yeah. And when she sent it, when she sent it to me, I looked at it, and I was like, oh, ha Oh, Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And I remember when, so when I saw him, I'm like, oh, okay, he's a pimp. He must be stopped. But then also, once I found out, okay, maybe he really is saved, because I had to watch him for a little bit and trying to see, oh, you trying to bait me? Oh, not today. Oh, you're you going to regret. You're going to throw me back in the sea. You're trying to catch me. But uh, one of the things I thought when I first saw him is that he looked very single. Because, like, the way he dressed, I was like, oh, he is super single. Like, I... Women know. They know. That's why they're laughing. It's like you can see a guy and you're like, oh, yeah, he's super single. Bless him. Bless him. That's, I, so that definitely went through my mind when I first saw him. He is single. I'm single? Yeah, okay. you were. Okay, number, uh, question number two. Who said I love you first? Okay, so. No. After weeks of talking on the phone, okay, because he's all the way in D.C., y'all. I'm in, I'm in Cordelia, Okay. So we're weeks of talking on the phone, y'all. I mean, he was lacing it down. He talked about Jesus so I got much. Game. I mean, he took me to scripture I didn't know was in there. You guys have to realize, I've, I feel like I've been quote-unquote saved. Not like the real saved, but like according to me back then, I thought I was saved, right? And so every man that I met was like, oh, I love Jesus too. Uh-huh, yeah, girl, I'll come to church with you. Yeah, girl. Y'all know, right? Y'all know. They'd come to church maybe three times, and then all of a sudden, it's like they, they're their, their real selves. And I'm like, where'd you come from? And they're like, I've been here the whole time. It's like, okay, next. But this guy, I mean, it was just like, he loved the Lord. I mean, like, he literally had a rooted relationship with the Lord. He let me speak with his mentor. He, he would have me type up his pastor's notes because he started the whole uh, screen at his church. He yeah, was they didn't very proud that. of that. They he didn't was have very that very proud of that. He brought that to them because they were super old school. But then because of him, they had a projection. Yeah. yeah, and so I typed up his notes. I'm like, this dude is, ooh, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so we're talking on the phone one day, and I'm telling y'all, it was out of nowhere. I don't even know who said it. <laughs> but it was like, I love you. And I was like, what happened? What happened? That's that game, y'all. It it's came that game. out of nowhere. I, I, I did. I said it first. I did. And then so after that, it was like this long, awkward pose. I mean, pause. And I was just like, oh. I mean, it was like a silence. Like, And what did I say? He didn't say nothing. Exactly. Okay. But you know what I did? I followed it up with something. Because I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to stay in it, I'm going to stand all the way in it because that's who I am. I said, you know what? Yes, I do. I love you. And you know what? I'm going to love you more than any woman has ever loved you. Bet. 
And that's what I said. And that's what I meant. I meant it. <laughs> and was I right? Uh. She but said yes, it too. I said it first. She actually, actually, she didn't just say any, everyone. She named off everybody. She said, everybody. your mom, your oh, sisters, everybody, everybody. Uh, everybody in your life. I was like, okay, we'll like, see. You thought you met a ride or die. You just found your ride or die. <laughs> right. So num uh, number three, how did you know they were the one? Yeah. You, you finish. You go first. Okay. For me, it was your relationship with the Lord. I, I said, this is somebody I can respect. This is somebody I can honor. And he talked a lot about what he and the Lord was going to do. And that future didn't include me. But it was like him <laughs> and Jesus. And it was almost like, dude, I want to be on that ride. Like, I want to buy into that vision. I want to be a part of that vision. Mm -hmm. Something in me was like, dude, I want to be a part of that. That's something that I can invest in. Um, and so I knew he was the one because I knew if he's with Jesus, do we going somewhere that I want to go? Mm -hmm. Like, that's how I felt. I didn't feel like I had to fix him. I did have to dress him. But I didn't feel like I had to, like, I, I didn't feel like I had to, like, fix him up as far as trust issues. I didn't feel like I had to, like, fix his whole commitment issues. It was like, dude, he, him and Jesus are, like, tight. Dude, I want, I want in. And so that's how I knew he was the one. Yeah, I knew I knew Kai was the one. First of all, try to make a long story short, I'm, I was single. I was uh, sitting in D.C. on my car, and I was looking up at the Lord, and I said, Lord, I'm just going to ask you something because I haven't asked you for anything. You've done so much in my life, but I want a wife, and I want my wife, and I was very specific, very specific. I wanted a woman that, that was, number one, love the Lord. Number two, I wanted her to have long hair. Check. Three, she was chocolate. I wanted her to be dark-skinned. And he went on to a lot of other descriptions, too, that we're going to skip. Right, right, right. But he listed it. He told Jesus But God everything. is good. <laughs> no good thing will he withhold right. from him. So, but after that, after I gave that prayer, I need you to understand something. Once I gave that and gave it to God, I left it alone. Yeah. Because I went back to where I was at and towards for, for the, the work of the ministry. Yeah. I didn't sit down. I prayed it. I left it alone. Whatever else is going to happen is going to happen. So then after that, then um, I remember going to her house. And when I was at the house, yeah. I realized that when we opened up the door, the first time I seen her. Okay, hold on. You want to stop? So this was back in the day. I don't know if you guys remember Yahoo Instant Messenger. But it was before there was FaceTime and stuff. So Yahoo actually had a, t a, a, a way that you can see people's faces. Mm -hmm. And so we had a Yahoo date set up, right? So it was at a certain time on a certain day, right? So I knew that time was coming. So what did I do? I dressed the upper half. That's what we all do with Zoom. That's what I do during the Yahoo Instant Messenger meetup. I, I dressed the upper half. And I was sitting at the computer, and I was waiting for him to call on, and he was late. And I was like, wow, that's weird. He's not usually late. And all of a sudden, ding dong. Okay, so I lived with mom and papa at the time, okay? And let me tell you, mom and pop had already talked to him on the phone a number of times. Mom loved him. She's like, I don't care, Kaya. I like him. Okay, so... All of a sudden, I hear ding dong. I'm not moving because I'm like, I'm not expecting anyone. Mom and pop goes to the door, and all of a sudden, I hear mom go, oh, my God. 
all y'all know Mama Betty. Y'all know how Mama Betty was, right? And she's like, oh, Kaya! And I'm like, oh, no, he didn't. He was supposed to be in Washington, D.C. Y'all, I looked, but poked my head over the banister, and there he is going. And I just shrunk back. I ran back to our room, and you guys, I couldn't get dressed. I couldn't. I, ha I called my mom. I'm like, Mom, help me. I can't. I can't. Mom, help me. I was a wreck. Mm -hmm. I could not. I just, I, did, I couldn't connect. Why is he here? I didn't realize that for the rest of our life, he was going to be surprise man. Always. Like, surprise man. Surprise. You guys seen last week. So we go outside and talk, because Mom and Papa's just sitting there like, all right. <laughs> Papa's like, well, all right. All right, all right, you know? And all four of us are just standing there at the door. Mm -hmm. And it was that, <laughs> that, that's the this is it moment. Yeah, yeah. And just to let you guys know, in my life, there's been three this is it moments. Number one, when I came and gave my life to Christ, most people that, you know, they raise your hand and you would come up and go, I want to give my life to Christ. Mm -hmm. For me, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. I came and... Yeah, we actually I, I, stood I, outside. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? And the moon hit him a certain way. No. It was. <laughs> that was what you, for me, but. You, the question is, how did you know? That's what I'm about to tell you. you it happened to me. <laughs> we, he was talking, and he, I think he was talking about his car, I don't, radiator. I don't know what he was talking about. But the moon, y'all, the moon came, and it, like, hit the side of his face. It was so strange. And I literally felt like I heard someone say, this is your husband. I was like, oh. And I almost said it. Like, it was so loud. I said, you're my husband. Yeah. I almost, almost said, you're my husband? Like, that's how right. it was. It was like the, mm -hmm. And so I knew, and I almost told him, but I was like, I think that might scare him away. So I'm going to keep that. I'm gonna, like, the Bible says that Mary hid these things in her heart. That's what I did. Okay. I'm not going to finish that because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually answer this question yeah. with this other one then. Okay, so, next question. How did you govern your relationship your, your courtship, and why. Yeah. Can I say, can I? Okay, listen. How did you govern your courtship and why? Well, yeah. I'll, try, I'll try to be quick. Um, I just know that I wanted to give God my best. I wanted to give him everything I had. And I know I've made some big mistakes in my life with relationships. I've given myself away too many times. I lost myself. Can you guys hear that? You guys hear what I'm saying? If you don't, I don't need to get down into the physical, but the spiritually, men, seed. When you put out seed everywhere, you begin to lose yourself. The, 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 the design for a man and a woman to be together is that what you give, you give of yourself, and then she gives of herself. You guys, you guys with me. Right. And the problem with most of us in society today is that men go out and give out too many seeds. They give themselves away to so many people that you get to a point as a man, you sit down and you don't even know who you are. Now you start walking around trying to look like little Uzi Vert and trying to be like Jehovah and uh, what was his name? Jehovah, whatever you call it. You don't even know who you are because you've given yourself out. Now you're trying to find identity into what's going on in this world. And now you're trying to find what looks good on social media. So I'm sitting there thinking about it and I'm like, okay, this is what's going to happen. So I came up to Kai and we were going to be together and I said, hey, let's talk. She's like, all right. And this, I'm making this short. And you said, you want to be with me? No, I didn't. I, yeah, well, I did. I said, do you want to be with me? And she looks at me and goes, uh, uh, 
Now, now, mind you, mind you, before this, Kai and I were just talking. And listen, I didn't call her my girlfriend. We were courting. Yeah, we were courting. You guys hear me? We were courting. Some of the young people are like, well, no, courting. Because there's an intention with being with somebody, not just hanging out. We ought to be intentional people. We need to be intentional. So, so I said, and the Lord told me during this time, he says, this is not the one. Like, but I prayed for her. And I saw the moon shine on him. Yeah. God said, this is not the one. So I was fasting during the fast for like a couple of weeks. Then the Lord came back. He says, now she's the one. I was like, God, what are you, are you changing your mind? What's going on? I didn't understand at first. So then God downloaded some stuff into me. I was like, okay. So I go to Kai and I said, do you, do you still want to be with me? Kai's like, eh, eh, yes, okay. And I was like, all right. I said, here is the standard. See, some of you ladies don't even realize what a standard is because a man should be give you a standard. I'm just trying to tell some of you young men because women look for anything. The first thing you should see if a man comes to you, I don't care if he got money or whatever he has, he needs to come with a standard. And I came with a standard. I said, listen, this is what the standard is going to be. No hugging, no kissing, no holding hands, no being alone. This is reserved for the Lord and it's reserved for people that are in covenant and married before God and God's people. Do you agree with that? And she sat there and looked at me like, oh my God. Yes. Now, now mind you, and I'm just going to tell you guys, honestly, I'm a man. I'm a man, man. And I'm trying to tell you something. I know in my spiritual self, I got God. He's in me. But my flesh, there is no good thing. I knew I couldn't be with this one. I could, my God, come on, somebody. My wife looked good, but I know if I get alone with her, yeah. I wasn't going to trust my flesh. The Bible says to put no confidence in, in the, the flesh. flesh. So we would actually tell mom and pop about it. Yeah, and, and the funny part about all this, yeah. we had people that would be with us because I wanted we to see her, but if, if I wanted to be with her, yeah. people would come with us. Yeah. If we go on a, a, a date or something like that. And it was funny. So when I would come over to her house to spend time with her, then her parents had to be there at the same time. Right. You, you guys, is this, is this, am I being old school? So then watch it, watch this. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we're sitting there. Mom and pop would get ready to go to bed. So we'd sit there, and all of a sudden, they'd walk upstairs, and we're sitting, we're just about this close. All of a sudden, I hear something come down the stairs. Ah, 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 ah. That's Papa, Papa. Hey, Papa. Ah, ah, ah. Y'all too close. You too close. You too close. So what we decided to do is, when they go to bed, we, we leave. We leave. Yep. Yep. And that's how we, we govern our and relationship. And if we didn't have anybody to hang out with us, and you have any accountability buddies, we didn't hang out. We just talked we didn't on the do phone. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but we decided we wanted to have that spirit of purity. Spirit of purity. And we actually prayed for it together. We, we prayed pray, for We that. prayed for it. And I remember when we prayed for it because, once again, I'm putting myself out there. But I'm just going to tell you, I had been out there. And I'm just going to use it that way. I've been out there. LRPs. I've been out there. And, and realize, listen, listen, as a, as, as a saint of God, as a man that had Christ in my life, there were some things that I needed to get free from. Yeah. You don't understand what I'm trying to tell you. Men, young men, married men, there comes a time in your marriage, even in your marriage, you need to sit back and go back and say, God, I want to break these soul ties in the name of Jesus name that of my Jesus. heart will be only for yes. my bride. Yes, amen. Purity, mm. 
purity. Because there's some things that we don't want to bring into this relationship. You don't. And that's what God was trying to say. We didn't want to do it the old way. We didn't want to do it the way everybody else did. We, we want to do it God's there. way. Yes. We, we tried wanted it that. every other way, and we wanted it God's way this time. And we got down, and we both yep. sat down and said, Lord, create in me a clean heart. heart. Yep. Renew in me a right, right spirit. spirit. We break every soul tie, every relationship, yep. every, every unordained un, un covenant. Yes. We cast that out. We bind it Cancel in the name it. of Jesus. And please, Lord, give us the spirit of purity. Yep. And all of a sudden, I mean, like all of a sudden, I'm like, I felt free. We were okay. We were okay, so I began to walk yes. in that purity. Yes, and it was so great. We did so good at it. Wedding day night was awkward. Well, okay, we ain't, even, we ain't going there yet. It was so We awkward. ain't going there yet. Okay. So let's ask this. This is the last question. What was your thoughts or what was going through your mind on, on wedding, wedding day? day? Okay, can I say, can I tell you? Because we, 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 oh, hallelujah. I walked, I was walking in the spirit of purity for... For a little while. It felt like a long time. It, it was about 20, 20, 30 decades. I don't know. But it felt like that. But and what we was got good? good at it. Well, okay. yeah, yeah. But on, on <laughs> you guys, I'm just trying to, you know, be, I'm being a pastor here. But I will say this. I remember, and I was getting ready to tell you guys earlier, there was three times in my life that I said, this is it. It's yeah. my this is it moment. And that's when I gave my life to Christ. I came up. It wasn't that big prayer that everybody says. And Lord, give my heart. It was literally, this is it. That was it. Yeah. God looked at me. I remember the guy looks at me and says, okay. I said, no, man, you don't understand. You don't understand. This is it. Yeah. There's nothing else. That was my life. That was my prayer. The third time was when we started this ministry. I looked at my wife and I said, this is it. We're not going in. We're not, we're not quitting. Yeah. We are married to this ministry. Yeah. But the second time, I remember sitting on the altar, watching my, my wife walk up. And I seen it. And I don't know if you guys, just as a, as a man looking at my bride and thinking how what Jesus feels about us. And she came with white, and she walked down there. And as she walked up, and, and Papa was, was there, and, and he stood, and I looked. And at that point, I said, this is it for sickness and health, to be for poor, for richer, forsaking all of it. This is it. That's what I thought on my wedding day. And I know for me, I felt like this is a holy moment. Like, it was super emotional because we put so much thought and prayer into the courtship that it's almost like the wedding was just like the cherry on top. Like, there was this, this oneness of heart that we had during our courtship because there was so much conversation and so much friendship that it was almost like, oh, yeah, and then we get to be married, too? Like, it was like he was my best friend. Still and we am. had future and vision and hopes and dreams. And it's like, oh, yeah, and we get to be married, too? So... During that day, it just felt like a holy moment. I know for me, like I took it very seriously about us being a blended family. So during that day, on that day, I knew I was giving my vows to him, but I knew I was, I also wanted to give vows to JR and Jawan as well. Mm -hmm. Like being a, another mom figure in their life, it's like I want them to know that I don't just vow to their father, but I vow to stand with them as well. Mm -hmm. And I took that very seriously. And I remember giving, giving them gifts and I was just remember asking the Lord to just bless our blended family. But mm -hmm. it, 
in all of it, I just felt like, man, this is a good thing. Like, this is a good thing. This is a holy moment. Like, so, much, so many of both of us have come from a crazy past. We know what we should have been. We know what we could have been. We know what we would have been had it not been for the goodness of the Lord. And it was just like, dude, yeah. like, we get to do this. We get right. to be here in this place, yeah. in a place that we didn't even feel like we deserved. No. Man, God's grace, grace just felt so beautiful and awesome in that moment. Why? Because God saved us by, by his grace, grace yes. when we believed in him. And we can't take credit for it. We couldn't take credit for that moment. Like, I literally couldn't say, I take credit for this moment because I've been such a great person. No, I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so the holiness of the moment, it felt so weighty and beautiful. And I felt the grace. Mm -hmm. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. The good things. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. Mm -hmm. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things things he planned for us long ago definitely and we've been saved by his grace his grace yes not our grace no his grace right he's lent it to us come on <laughs> i was like okay well i want to get preached to you gotta preach this thing man <laughs> we are definitely saved by his grace to yes. do good things. Yes. Good things good things good things that god creates creates more Good things. Good things create good things. For, for real. That, that, that's like, it's like our marriage was a good thing. And then it created other good things. Yeah, it did. The, the marriage produced children, good. family, ministry. Good, the things that the Lord makes good and deems good creates more good things. For sure. Yes, yeah, so good. I, and But when we're thinking That'll about preach. good things, we, yes. talk, we talk about what is it? A man that findeth a wife findeth a what? Good thing. A good it's thing. It's a good thing that who, we got who, here. who loves their good thing? Okay, just a couple, a couple guys. That was like, a perfect time to do the whole ah Don't yeah, miss it. I know. Don't you miss guys it. Don't miss out, it, though. <laughs> so God has vision for his relationships with us. Yeah, he does. And it's like, the thing is that the Lord doesn't just aimlessly call us. He calls us with vision and with purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, when you meet the Lord at the altar, like, you meet a vision that he had for you and him. It's not just, oh, ooh, death almost got you. No, it's literally like, I've called you with vision and with purpose. I have more for you. There's something more for us to do. And um, God has a vision for his relationship with us. Therefore, we should also have a, a vision for our relationship in our marriage because God has a, a vision for, uh, for marriage. And so let's read Ephesians 5, 21 through verse 24. I'll read it for you. How about that? Okay, thanks. Thanks. Okay. And further, submit to one to another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit. He cussing on stage. Submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in some things. Everything. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. No, I, I, we don't wait. I didn't even hear amen after the reading of the amen. scripture. Let's say, as the church submits to Christ, so wives should submit to your husbands in everything. Everything. Yes. Everything. Okay, can I, okay, I don't know if there's any singles left in this world. But anyway, if there's any singles left in this place, like, we, a lot of times we get the opportunity to speak to marrieds after they already married. And then we're trying to help them sort some stuff out, you know? 
but man, I would love to get the opportunity to talk to the singles like beforehand. It's like, man, some of the things that I would tell you single women is, boo-boo, find somebody that you can honor. Find somebody that you can respect. Like, is there anything in him that you can say, you know what? I can respect that. You know what? I can, I, I, you know, I honor you for that. Because that's what I felt. Like, I, there were some things about him I respected. And I knew what kind of woman I was. Dude, y'all, I'm a driver. It's like, if you ain't driving, you, you better act like you driving. Because if not, before you know it, I will accidentally start. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, no. I know it's in me. Like, we, y'all, we got to know our temptations. Like, we all tempted by different stuff. I'm tempted to just be like, got this. You know what I mean? So it's like, I got to know. Is there something that I feel that I can honor? Is there something that I can feel that I can respect? Mm -hmm. Because if, it shouldn't be hard for us to respect and submit to our husbands. It shouldn't be hard to do. But then it's like we get married and then we find out more things or maybe because we didn't take the time to have those conversations and a real friendship beforehand. Right. Maybe it was physical before it was relational. Oh. Like maybe it was more mm -hmm. intimate than it was you know, just getting to know one another. Tell me your dreams. Tell me your visions. And so we have to find, we have to realize something that it shouldn't be hard for us to submit. We are so different that sometimes it gets so frustrating as to understand why he's doing the things, the way he's doing it. But Lord, give me the strength to be obedient to what you have told me to do, Lord, and to submit to him. Mm -hmm. But we submit to our husbands as unto the Lord. Like, I want to talk about that for a second. Yes, we submit to our husbands as unto the Lord, which means it's not just about you being a great daughter to the Lord that pleases him, but it's also about you being a great wife to your husband that also pleases the father. So the same way I'm submitted to my husband, I'm submitted to my husband because I'm submitted to the Lord. Lord, what did you tell me to do? Submit to my husband and everything? That's what I'm going to do because I'm, I want to be a good daughter as well as a good husband. So I submit to my husband as unto the Lord. And as long as I know he has a current connection with the father, I feel safe. Like even in the mess ups, I feel safe because I know if I'm not going to get him, God, you're going to get him next time y'all talk, right? You're like, you going to tell him? As long as I know some God is going to tell him. There has been so many times, you guys, like we've gotten to an argument and I felt like, you know what? Let me just stop because I have no more words. And I would literally just go into my prayer closet, y'all, and I would just tell on him. I would just be telling on him because I know I'd go boldly before the throne of grace. Ain't, Jesus didn't have to tell me too many times to come boldly because I was bold. There was times that I'd be asleep. Yes. And as I'm sleeping, I, yes. I wake up with yeah. her face over me. She's telling on me, yes. get him right now, God. Yeah. I want you to anoint him in the name of Jesus. And I'm waking up looking at her. Now I'm scared. Facts. I'm like, is she telling on I put the, the blanket facts. over me. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, Jesus. What I do? Big facts. Like, I was like, when he, the moment I know he went to sleep, I'm like, Lord, let us meet. <laughs> I would pray over that dude because there were some times I feel like, homeboy, I think he done lost something, Lord, but please help him find it. So I'd be praying over him. I would literally tell on him in my prayer closet. And I don't know how many times he would literally come in and be like, you know what? I'm sorry for doing that. I shouldn't have did that. I don't even know why I said that. You know what? Actually, that was a lie. It's like, what? I didn't say it was a lie. You, I'm just saying. I'm just you like, putting I'm just two saying. on the team. I'm just saying. I don't know exactly what it was. I'm just saying. But he would literally come in and address the very thing that I was talking to the father about. Mm -hmm. And it's because I submitted to my husband as unto the Lord. Because I know it wasn't that just that my husband got me. Man, God's got me. God's got me. And he's going to honor me for honoring him. 
And so things, even though things get hard, even though things get shaky, we got to have our why. And our why is engrossed and wrapped up in our vision that God has for marriage. We need that anchor of the why when things get rocky, when sickness hits and it looks like things are impossible, when finances get crazy and it looks like things are impossible, when ministry is looking crazy and it looks like things are impossible, we got to go back to that anchor of the vision in our marriage so that we don't start getting, we don't start to sink. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? So we got to hold on to that vision. Yeah, for sure. And I, I do want to kind of interject on those things with some of the men, because, you know, some of the men here, we're like, but, you know, my wife don't submit to me. They, you know, she, she, she disrespects me. She ain't doing all this other stuff. Well, you know what? You got your marching orders, men. And I'm just going to talk to you as men. We got marching orders. God told you this. And I'm going to read it here in a second. But it's going to tell you, he tells you this. It says, men, love your wives as Christ so loved the church. Yeah. is where he gave his life. For them to love your bride the way Christ loves his church means you must love her with the fruits of the spirit, meekness, temperance, long suffering. Mm. But what we do as men is we want to look and go, look, uh, my wife isn't respecting me, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to love on her. And you know what ends up happening? You start disobeying God's order. Even though she falls, she's, she's acting crazy, she's out of pocket, she isn't listening, she does what she wants, she usurps authority, you, that's not your job to get her into place. Your job is to love her. Wow. Stick it to the vision. Now, now I'm, I'm about to tell you something, because me, this is what I got to do. When I'm looking at my wife, and I believe that she's just out of pocket, I sit down, and I look, and I want to say something, and all of a sudden, I hear God say, I'm trying to love you. Because you're being disobedient, so I got to turn... And I got to submit to God the same way my wife submits to me. I first got to turn and submit to God and God sits down and he loves on me. So that same love and grace that he gives me, I can turn around and give her love and grace. Yes, so, good. so I just wanted to share that Stick with you. And that's about a vision. Ephesians yes. chapter 5, 25 and 28 says, husbands, love your wives uh, just as Christ so loved the church that he gave himself for her, that he might sanctify her and cleanse her with the washing of the word uh, Blah, blah, blah. Uh, that he might present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. That, I, I mean, we could just say in, in Jesus' name. And I, but listen, man, you need to understand this. In order to love your wife, you know, the reason why you don't like your wife is maybe because you see things in your wife that you don't like about yourself. There is nothing like an insecure husband. There is nothing like an insecure And ladies, man. don't look at him right now. Nope. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. He working on it, okay? He's in he working on it. He's in process. I'm, I'm just trying to tell you because there's different personalities, and, and we got to understand each other. We don't have time to talk about different personalities, and, and men want to be like somebody else. But no, you can still be yourself. You can still be shy. You can still be a, a, an in, introverted, but you still, at the same time, a woman still has to respect her husband, and the husband still has to love on his wife. So that's what we need to do as men is the marching orders that God gives us is we got to stay on mission. And our mission, and, and that mission has a vision. Yes. And sometimes in a, in a mission, we skip steps. Yeah. 
We think that because we're doing stuff, the vision's up here, but we get right here and think the vision's done. But we keep walking, and, and what ends up happening when when hell breaks loose, Come on. Okay. when things happen, yeah. when the heart fails, yes. when you're away from your children, yeah. what happens? Yeah. Those those the, those vows and everything else. What happens with the vision? Yeah, and we have to be able to keep hold on to that vision. Mm-hmm. And, like, just speaking on us over the past, I don't know how many months it is. I don't know. We're in month 328. I can't I don't even know tell what you. month we are away from uh, transplant. But even before that, like, I mean, there was months we went without even being able to touch one another. Yeah. What does a marriage look like when the marriage is just based off the physical touch? I couldn't kiss her. I couldn't touch her. I couldn't talk to her. You, and the thing is that it was so hard because... He was going through so many things that he felt like, gosh, I'm not giving her all the things that she needs. And the enemy began to come in and attack that. And if I didn't know how to hold on to the vision in that, come on, in come that on, moment, come on, come on. even when he had a hard time grasping it, because he's talking about all the things that he's not doing. And he's, he's lamenting about our relationship and where, what's happening and we don't know what's going to happen next. I had to take the vision and now speak it over him. Hey, don't forget, God will never leave us or forsake us. He got a place for us to go. We haven't expected in. This is going to get better. Our future doesn't look look like like this. this. And the thing is that our vision gives us the why to hold on in the middle of the storm. Because of grace. Because of grace. And, I, and I, I, I remember just laying there, and, I, and I'll share this with you, men. But when I was sick, there's still a throne that needs to be taken care of. I wasn't able to do it. Watch this. I know as a man I'm going to be my wife's covering, but you need to understand something. Your wife covers your husband also. Yeah, that's right. Listen, I, I'm telling you, young ladies, women, you can cover your husband the same way he covers you. Yeah. Because there's times, there's some weak times, some sick times that you're not able to get up and take out the garbage. Yes. You're not able to get up and do this thing. Sometimes just mentally, life is beating you down so bad that you get off your throne and you might lay down and just want to die. But your wife will stand in the throne in that place. Yes. Just for a time, just temporarily. Yes. It's, it's not forever. But until he starts getting back up and getting, get, regaining strength, as he starts coming, I'm telling you, speaking about me, even as a husband, a friend, a father, a pastor, I need, I'm, I'm, I'm getting back to the place where I need to be. And during that time, my wife has given me grace, but God has bestowed upon her strength. He's bestowed upon her honor. That's why I got down and washed my wife's feet last week, because of grace. Yeah. So good. To strengthen her husband. So now that the husband gets to that place, he's able to stand strong. To cover his family. But then this is also the time where the wife, she's been doing it so long. She's been doing it for so long. She sometimes has a a, a tendency to push herself in the front. But she's doing it because she had to do it for so long. But now it's the time for her to start going, I'm getting out of my place. Not behind him. Yeah. But on the side. But on the side of But him. it's like a constant learning and yes. learning. Because like for months and months, I'm trying to find out how to be strong for him. Trying to be alert with the doctors to make sure they ain't. They was tripping. With our children. I'm, the ministry is still on my heart. And I'm in this place. And I'm getting weary because I know I'm not called to this position. Your father. Right. My dad who was sick. 
And so now it's like now we're coming into this season and I'm having to keep reminding myself, oh, wait, yeah, I don't have to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even speaking for him, because there was a, a period of time where he couldn't speak for himself. I had to advocate for him after the strokes. I had to advocate for him. And then in the, in the hospital, he was really sick. I had to advocate for him. And now when he's talking, you guys, he'll be telling you guys something. I'm like, yeah, and then he's trying to say that he was, wants that. And he's like, I got it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I want to honor him in that way. But I have to realize that honor doesn't always look the same. Mm. Before, I was honoring him by advocating for him and speaking for him when he couldn't speak for himself. But now honor looks like let him speak. My husband has something to say, and we should listen. Not, Amen. oh, he's confused or, oh, he's having a heart. No, my husband has something to say, Amen. and Amen. we should listen. Amen. In the, our closing. Season. Yes, in our closing. And the Bible says that with no vision, the people perish. perish right? No vision in our relationship, the relationships perish. Mm -hmm. We have to have the vision that the Lord has for our marriage. If we don't know what it looks like, how do we know we're going to get there when we get there? Right. If you don't know what Disneyland looks like, how are you going to know when you get there? We have to have a vision. And the, thing, and the other thing is, who are you basing your healthy vision on? Are we comparing our healthy vision to other couples? Oh. Are we comparing it to the vision that the Lord has given and us? And people do that. They, give, they do it all the I time. I hear it all the time. I hear guys with guys be like, man, I wish my wife did this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why, why are you coveting my wife? Mm -hmm. People don't even realize that you're coveting somebody else's wife when you say that. Mm -hmm. And the Bible speaks about that. It does. It says, don't covet another man's ass. I wish. I, That's oh. what the Bible says. It says it. That's the King James. Y'all wasn't ready? That's the King James, y'all. It says it. Not LeBron James. It's King James. It says that. Don't covet another, another man's, man's ass. That's what it says. It says it. God's like, I covered that too. You did. You did. You did. Praise God. I, listen, you guys. If you don't have a vision for your marriage, your marriage is going to perish. Come on. That's why we get there and say these vows. For better or for worse. In sickness or in health, for richer and poor, forsaking all others. Yes. And I'm going to tell you something right now. When you say that, you better believe the enemy hears it and he's going to test your vow yeah. to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. When your husband feels like he, I don't know, I don't care what he's done. Stick to your promise. Come on. Stick to the vision that, God's that God has given you. Yeah. I know you've been hurt. I know you're, you're feeling a left alone. Go back to the vision. I'm sitting down. I see, I see wives and husbands that have been seeing them at the altar praying for their marriages. Oh, my God. They're just praying because they're believing what they said and their promise. They have a vision. God says, I know the vision that I have for you, the future that I have for you. It's good. A good thing. And that's what he's, he's doing for us. Yes. And, and I just want to say this too once again. I give you honor because you've honored me. But as I sat there today, and I'm just sharing you guys, why people look at me like, Pastor John, you always do this because you don't realize what my wife has done for me during this time. There's been a time in our, in our relationship where I was the breadwinner. I, she was able to sit at home, took care of we got houses, cars, motorcycles, you name it. We had it all. 
then we lost it all. But we still had each other. Through the, through the rat-infested houses, to borrowing cars, to staying the night at my mom's house because we had rats so bad. Opening up canned foods. Yes. Going to y'all's houses because we didn't tell everybody Showing we didn't have no food. During dinner. But we had a vision. Yeah. And while I sat here looking at my wife today, I sat down because I, I've dealt with that, that feeling of dishonor for myself, being insecure. And I look, and I'm sitting there, and I remember looking at her like this, and I said, the only way that my wife can do what she was doing is because I honor God. And I share this because this is a season for you. This is a season for you that God is bringing you forward. He's moving you forward. There's women here that are looking at you. And I'm speaking this to you so that you understand this. You don't want this. I know you don't want this. You, you don't want it, but God is telling you, and you know he's been tell, what he's been telling you, to push forward. And the Lord told me, he says, listen, she's beside you, but sometimes you got to let her stand on your shoulders. And everything that you're doing is honoring God, and you're honoring me. So step forward, woman of God. Step forward. You're not dishonoring me. You're not dishonoring your church. I'm not weak. You still submit yourself to me, but I'm giving you permission in front of a great cloud of witnesses. Do your thing, woman of God. Move forward. Because the vision that God has given us for our marriage is that we are yoked together. This is the reason why the husband leaves the mother and father and cleaves to the wife. We are one together. When you get successful, we get successful. When one mourns, we all mourn. But when you rejoice, we all rejoice together. So that's what a vision for a marriage should look like. Amen. So good. She don't even know what to say. You might as well hang up the notes, honey. Just hang them up. <laughs> the thing is that we have to know what the Lord has told us in the light so that we can speak it over ourselves in, in the, the dark. dark. Because the dark is intimidating. It's daunting. It's confusing. You ever reached for a light switch? You know where that light switch is. But because it's dark... It's like, it's taking you a second. Like, wait, did somebody move the light switch? But we got to know what the Lord has said to us in the light. Because the dark is coming. And that's what happened over those last six or seven months. It's like, it got dark. It was dark. It got so dark. It was dark. Like, I knew I wasn't by myself, but I felt, I've never felt so lonely. I never felt so forsaken. And I knew it was nothing but the enemy. But I had to remember what was said in the light so that I can speak it over myself in the dark. Because the enemy loves to take us out in the dark, in the confusing places. And the thing is that I knew, I want the Lord to say, well done. Like, I want the Lord to say, well done, thy good and thy faithful servant. You served me, well done. But you served your husband with so much tenacity, well done. You honored him, even in the moments you didn't think he was honorable. Well done. 
Do you know the well done is going to also encompass our role of a husband and wife as well? The well done includes everything that the Lord has told you to do. Because your life, yeah, your life giving over to Jesus, it has a vision, but so does your marriage. We give our marriages over to Jesus, and so does our children. We give our children over to Jesus because Jesus, the Lord has a vision in it all. And so our well done is not going to just cover how you prayed one-on-one to the Lord. It's also going to encompass what kind of wife were you? What kind of husband were you? What kind of mom were you? What kind of father were you? What kind of businessman? What kind of boss were you? Well done. You served me in all of those areas. And, and, and I'm sitting out seeing how when God gave the, 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 the parable of the talents. Yes. And when those guys came back, I'm not going to talk about the, the wicked servant. Let's talk yeah. about the other ones. Right. They want to come back and say, here's the talent you gave me. Yep. But guess what else I got? I got more. And I sit there and I think of a child and I looked at like little Judah or heaven or even little JR who isn't little anymore. He always would come to me and go, daddy, daddy, look what I've done. Look at me, look at me. Are, are, are you proud of what I made? And a father looks and goes, yeah, well done. Well done. Well done. You've, everything I've given you. I, I know it was a, a Lego house, but you turned the Lego house into a car, a boat and everything else. So here well done enter into my rest because God's given us a good thing a good thing called marriage and he's given me a good thing and good things produce more good Good things things. well done thy good and thy faithful servant Servant. you took what I've given you and you doubled it when the master comes back we're going to show him all the good things that we built upon our good things that the Lord has given us. Amen? Because we're going to stick hold to the vision that the Lord has given us. Yes. Amen. Amen. So Praise God. You guys got something out of that today? Amen. Praise God. If you guys will stand to your feet. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You guys heard the word today and there's a couple of things I want to do. I'm not going to be too long, but I'd like to pray for the marriages here today. My wife and I want to pray for the marriages that are here today. And I also want to pray for the singles. All the singles that are here today, and those that aren't married, um, whether you're in relationship or you're not, I just want to pray for you also. Just the fact that I want you to make sure that you have singleness of heart. Singleness of heart. I know this is going to be in a couple of weeks, but Atira, our mom, is going to be preaching. And there's a word she shared with me, and I almost had her up here today. But she has a word for you singles. Tell all your friends. This is a chance to evangelize. You got friends out here? Bring the last Sunday of this month, come and bring your friends that are that are got boyfriends, girlfriends, married or not married. Bring them because Tira has a word that's going to change your hearts, change your lives. Amen. Amen. Also, um yeah, I'll do this in a second, but Kai, can you, can you pray for us, please? Yeah. We're, we're going to pray for the marriages and the singles right now. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are. Thank you. We thank you for what you've given us. God, we just honor you today. God, we say you are such a good father. You're such a good shepherd. God, you lead us into good things. So God, I just pray right now, God, for every single that's in this place, oh God. I thank you right now, God, that you have the best in store for them. So right now, God, I'm praying your best over their life right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you right now, God, that you lead their mind, Lord God, besides still water.
waters and good places, places of health, places of growth, Lord God, not places where lies can intimidate them or they'll entertain lies. But God, I thank you right now, God, that their expectation is in you and in you alone, oh God. I pray right now, God, for on fire times of prayer and intimacy in your word, oh God. I pray right now, God, that they have clarity of mind like never before. The same way Paul said, Paul said, I would rather be single that I can devote myself to the work of the Lord. God, I pray, Lord, that you give them your heart. Lend them your heart. Lend them your strength. Lend them your eyes. Lend them your vision for your church, for their kingdom, oh God. God, I pray right now, God, that they say, I want a part in that. The same way I looked at John and say, hey, I want a part of that vision. God, I pray, God, that the singles will look into you and say, I want a part of that, Lord. Whatever it is that you're speaking to your church, whatever it is that you're doing in your church, whatever it is that you're doing in your body, God, I want to be a part of that. So I pray right now, God, that you're commissioning their hands, their heart, their mind, and their feet, Lord God, that they can be able to be carriers of your glory, oh God. I pray right now, God, that you're speaking and breathing forth revival into every single heart, oh God, right now in the name of Jesus. And God, I just thank you for the good work that you're doing in every married couple. I pray right now, God, for just a unity like never before. I pray right now, God, for waves of forgiveness. I pray right now, God, for waves of forgiveness to just to just come in right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that by your blood, that ancient wounds are being healed right now in the name of Jesus. Things that we're waiting for acknowledgement about, things that we're waiting to say, you know what you was right about? I pray right now, God, that you're healing it. God, that the scabs are coming off. And you're healing it in deep ways, oh God. I pray right now, God, for just forgiveness. I pray for unity in heart right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray right now, God, that married couples will be able to dream together again. That they'll be able to commune together again in prayer and in um, conversation. God, I just thank you, Lord God, that every married couple, Lord God, finds their best friend in one another again. So God, I just thank you so much for what you're doing in every good thing. God, allow those good things to continue to produce more and more good things. God, I pray, Lord God, that you're just touching every married that might be um, hurting right now, wounded. Maybe they bear marks in their relationship, the way they speak to each other, Lord God, of the battles that they've been through. But Father, I just pray right now, God, for just a Holy Ghost move right now in the both of them, oh God. I just pray, Lord God, that you're moving in the midst of them right now in the name of Jesus, that you are the healer that you are our shepherd, that you are our father, and you're leading them into good things. God, we just pray this. We believe all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. You guys give God a praise.